Hello, this is Lisa Russick with the podcast. We are all psychic. Misty's not here today, but we have an amazing guest and her name name is Jen. And Jen, would you like to say hello? Yes. First of all, thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure to be here. I'm very excited. I'm so glad you're here. I'm just so glad. And first of all, of course, I do have a question for you. Do you think we are all psychic? So I believe we all have the capability of being psychic. So I feel like that leans towards a yes with some caveats. So if people aren't tapped into kind of their intuition or aren't maybe on, you don't have to be on a spiritual journey necessarily, but I I do believe, right, right. I think we all have the capability, but not everybody is using that capability. I agree with that, too. Maybe they don't even want to if it was a thing, you know, that everybody was used to. (laughs) Right. I think for some people, it just comes naturally and it could start early on or later in life. Who knows? And then for other people, they notice some things about themselves and then they hone it and they can actually and it's like a muscle or a skill or both and it kind of blossoms from there and then some people just never try and don't want to and that's okay too but you know i've had some people on we've had some people on the podcast who had all their life never even thought about it and then they just got interested and they can do these things you know, and they Absolutely. didn't about it all their lives. They didn't have any experiences that they really thought about. And how about you? What, what kind of experiences did you have that led you to feeling that way? So I had some experiences as a very young child where I felt like there were presences um, very young, like under seven. Um, wow. And then it all it stopped. It stopped for a while until I was in my early 20s. Um, and I'm several decades past that. Um, (laughs) so I would have like different experiences and this makes people laugh sometimes but hearing voices more so in like the sleep in between phase I call it that's where it started and I would hear music I would feel touches and it was all very positive there was nothing scary about it or anything like that and so it just kind of that's where it started where I felt like there's something going on here that I could actually work on. And it became, I mean, it's a long story, but, um, I started highlights. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, in, you know, I don't really do this as much anymore, but I started with the Akashic records. Wow. Um, I did a training at the time. It was, I mean, the internet was out, but <laughs> it was a phone training with, um, this woman who was an author of a book about the Akashic Records, which is basically just a way to tap into somebody's soul, whether that's current energy or past life energy. So that was kind of the beginning for me. And then I studied mediumship um, because I was having those experiences that I mentioned. Yeah. And I would talk to people and I would say, did your grandma, was your grandmother a a gardener, like kind of randomly, because I would get an image in my head and they would be like, yeah, how'd you know that? And so that's what spurned the mediumship train because I wanted to hone it and 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 see what, what I could do with it. That's and so then cool. from there, it kind of blossomed into just intuitive readings, just knowing things. I feel like I'm at the clairsentient thing, the clairvoyant thing. I'm more like a claircognizant. It's just kind of... And claircognizant. Those three are my main ones. Yeah. Um, 
the, there's a smell one. I got the smell one. Claire, we always call yeah. it Claire Smellians on the podcast. No, I don't know what it's I can't remember called. what it's called. It's got a weird name. <laughs> that's really cool, though. I think that's really cool when people I smell have all that. kinds of things. But I, I, I do. I have like the clairvoyance and I don't I'm not very visual. So it's kind of weird. Things come across kind of blurry, but I get basic structures and colors. And, you know, if I see something very clearly, it's weird. Um, I don't hear anything really, but I will hear music like you're talking about when you're drifting off to sleep yeah, and when I've been under really anesthesia cool. coming out of it, I'll it, hear these symphonies and just orchestra. Oh, they just go. Amazing. It feels like I'm writing them. Yeah, it feels really cool. I think when our brain's in that state, whether it's sleep or, or anesthesia, because obviously, you know, that's a different state of, of being um, our brains and our minds and our souls are open to other avenues. So I feel yes. like that's. That's really cool. I mean, I I also I don't get like somebody telling me something necessarily. So it really lean more toward clear cognizance, like a knowing. Yes, that's I'll how it works catch, for me. Right. Like, but then I'll get like catchphrases here and there. Yes. And I won't see things like out in the real world, but I'll get it in my mind's eye. And like you said, it's blurry. It's not necessarily a sharp picture of something. Yeah. Um or symbols. So if somebody's asking about their grandfather, they, this happened to me recently. I saw a cowboy hat and she's like, oh my God, he loved horses and blah, 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 blah. So things like that. Yeah. That's so <laughs> cool. I have a question for you. Something you said uh, piqued my interest. Yeah. Um, you had said that, oh, let me get it back. Come on, Lisa, rewind, rewind, rewind. It'll come back to me. But in the meantime, I want to let the listeners and watchers know this is a video mm-hmm. podcast on Spotify. And mm-hmm. um, and Jen is here to talk to us about soul groups, soul bonds, all that kind of good stuff. And if you, any of you have listened to the first and second, I think mainly in the first season, Misty and I, maybe the second season, we talked about the book Journey of Souls a lot. And if you had listened to those podcasts, you'll know some of what we're talking about. So, Jen, how would you like to introduce this topic to the listeners? We never really it talked is, about it. We just talked about the book and the concepts in the book. So I feel like most of the clients that come to me, I will say, are asking about relationships. There are a lot of other topics, um, but a lot of them are about relationships, whether that's a love interest or a father or a friend, though any relationship. Yes. And so what I believe very strongly is that people that we feel connected to are a soul connection or a soul bond. I usually say soul connection. A lot of people say, I think he's my soulmate or this is my soulmate. And I do believe in that term too. I just kind of blanket it all under soul connection. Like that. So I believe that it's really about two things. It starts with you meet somebody. Let's say you meet somebody new, whether it's a friend or um, a potential, you know, relationship partner, potential partner. And you feel something different than you do with other people. That is the weirdest. And it's happened all our lives. It's happened to me since my very first best friend. You know, I knew yes, yes, your best friend. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was like in first grade, second grade. And I was like, I, Diane, her name was. And I was just like, that's my friend. And you know, we, we were like, that's she's still yeah. occasionally. And I'm 48. And we were in, met in first and second grade. So. <laughs> I'm 49, so Woo, I'm gonna be 49 in a couple months, few months. I'm an April baby. So well, I am too. I'm 50 in April. What, what, Are you what? Aries? No, I'm a Taurus. I'm April 30th. Okay. I'm early April 7th. 
April 7th. Okay. And Misty, if she were here, she is April 11th. So we're all... Oh, you, so she's, she's an Aries too. Yeah. Yes. I have a lot of Taurus in my life. Anyway. <laughs> I love Taurus. Um, <laughs> I love Aries. I love all. Yeah. Just some of work differently with, you know. <laughs> I love Aries, so I've always meet an Aries and just love them. Never have not. That's, that's so funny. Yeah. 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 They're number one anyway, for a reason to talk about that. <laughs> That's right. Oh, we right. go all over the and place. I, I know it's well. I have a Scorpio moon and I'm Sag rising, so it, my Scorpio moon like it takes me away from a lot of the Aries qualities yeah, that yeah. people don't typically love. So I'm grateful for that. But <laughs> yeah, I love being an Aries. Don't get me wrong. Aries all, all day. You know, I have met a lot of people with Scorpio Moon, but I want to go back to our subject who are psychic yes, yes, on the yes. podcast. I know. I, I, could, I, yeah, could I could just talk to you. I mean, we, could just, we should have coffee like on the internet and just do that sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love talking astrology too. So back to Soulbound. So, right. So, it's somebody that we'll feel connected to, drawn to. It can happen in childhood, it can happen any time in your life. And so, What's interesting is that I brought up family members and we're not necessarily soul connected to every person in our family. Usually our parents are at least one parent or one sibling, usually mm. not, but it's not a rule. Like I, I'm sure you know people and there's so many, I'm sure listeners out there who aren't connected to their mother, they don't talk to their father or, you know, something has happened and, and, that doesn't necessarily mean soul connection or not, but I'm just, the point is oftentimes family members don't have to be soul connections. They can I agree. I agree. Right? Yeah. So then moving into more of those relationships, like partners and, and things like that. And I, I, I would bet you get a lot of clients like this as well, who are just like, I just feel so drawn to them. Yes. And I don't know why is what they say. It's, is it love? Yes. And they're like, I think so, but I don't know. I just don't know what this feeling is. That feeling. Right. Or I can't forget about them. Yeah. Even though they're, I haven't talked to them in a year or they're married. We haven't seen each other in 20 years. I still think about them every day, stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely. So that is a soul connection. And so the second part to this is what I believe, and, and and I've read, I can't remember the books, but read books about this as well, is that those are people you've shared past lives with. That's what I understand too. Yeah. Right. And, and I also believe that the straw, I mean, I don't want to say, I, I don't want to measure it. It's hard to measure the strength of a soul connection. Um, but I do believe the stronger it feels, you've probably had more than one past life or you've had a really intense past life with them. So yes, it just, it just depends. But that is often the, the first thing that I see. I see like energy cords between people. Yeah. I've just started seeing those in the last few years. I never used to. Yeah. And it's just, it's, that's one of those mind's eye things. Yes. And so when I see that, automatically I know that there's some kind of soul connection and they, they don't go away. Now that doesn't mean you're going to live the rest of your life with that person. Like we're talking right. about, this could be somebody from high school or this could be somebody who's married, but it still exists and it's a real thing. So I think people feel really validated when they hear that because like, Oh, there's a reason. Okay. There's something. Yes. It's not just me. There's going a reason. Crazy. <laughs> I'm thinking about this person all the time where, you know, they keep coming up. The other piece of this is signs, right? Numbers, 
Things that um, remind you of them. Exactly. Initials or if well, you'll see their name everywhere um, or just like you said, things that remind you of them. And then you're like, well, why is this happening? And it's really just spirit's way of saying, you know, you are validated and knowing that this is a real connection. It doesn't, yeah. again, necessarily mean you're going to be with them for the rest of your life, but you know, it, it means it is significant to kind of reassure people that, you know, this is real. Yes. And um, something I learned from book journey of souls, like between lives, it, it, like, I don't know if I told you this, but it's a book of transcripts about uh, a psychiatrist, yeah. psychiatrist or past life regressionist psychologist named okay. Okay. PhD. He did these regressions, past life regressions, but people mm-hmm. started talking about life between lives, what they were doing, mm. you know, and, and in the yeah. book describe nothing. There's no real writing in the book, except the transcripts. It's all transcripts. And they all mm-hmm. describe pretty much the same thing. And he broke the chapters down into what they're describing as the same thing. So wow. uh, one of them is about soul groups and mm-hmm the way they describe their experiences in these transcripts is that people are in soul groups. They can be two or they can be, you know, 500, but usually they're, they would say they'd be around four to 10 or something like that. And these souls all kind of do stuff together in different lives to learn Mm -hmm. and evolve their souls is how they explain it in those transcripts. So um, definitely I have met, so I've met people where I'm just like, "Mm, I know that person. I, I don't know what to do about it. You know, the draw is so strong and and when and they leave your life if they're a lover or something. And it's just, mm-hmm. you know, it can be. Oh, yeah. Devastating. Devastating. Like yeah. <laughs> something of yourself. But what is that? It's the bond. It's it's the bonds not connected as closely. Maybe. I don't know. Definitely. And and I've experienced this soul group thing for sure with it. kind of, The way that it happened is. You know, I met this one friend who I knew what I was connected to. And then I met one of her friends a couple years later. And I was like, she's part of our thing here, too. And then one of my friends that she hadn't met kind of came into the picture. And we just all knew that we had shared a life together, Mm -hmm. at least one. Um, And we did kind of dig into it. It was very interesting because it went all the way back to like, like Renaissance times. Yeah. So very, very interesting. I used to write them out by hand when I first started doing it. And now, yeah, I haven't done that in a while, but yeah. it was something that was really fun because it's kind of just free flowed, kind of like that channeling Hi. thing. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I have a hard time fun. like just letting go and channeling unless it's one of my guides talking. Um, if I just yeah. try to sit here and like automatic write, I just can't. I've never been able to. So I've I've done stream of consciousness writing and read it back. I'm like, oh, what's this? <laughs> Balloon flower no, in the garden, and the man walked down the street with the car in the dog. He was like, what? <laughs> well, I, and I, I, yeah, I think I wonder if there could be themes in there too, even if it's stream of consciousness. I did read like, back, and I did see mm-hmm. themes like a year later. Yeah. But at the time, That's I was like, hmm, interesting. We'll see, you know. But interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't done automatic writing in a while. It's been a while, but it's, it's a good reminder to to try it again because I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what would come out. <laughs> yes, remind. I'll remind you in the descri- in the description of the podcast. I'll put in big letters. Jen, automatic write. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's great for clients. It used to be great for clients. Yes. Um, but now with different platforms and the the way that things go, it, you don't always have time um, unless it's like a private client off of a platform. Then I would probably have time to do it. But yeah, yes. 
good to give, give it another shot. I feel like our soul group people or our soul bonded people, the soul connections, I feel like they are here to teach us something. And For it's sure. about ourselves or about strengthening our soul in some way. And we might not actually accomplish that in this life maybe and maybe right. that's why it's such a strong draw it's been going on for a long time something they're trying to teach me or i'm trying to teach mm-hmm. them and i think Absolutely. it's like when it's challenging and it's painful i think that um it's a self-esteem thing they're trying to teach you you know for yeah for sure and and i've experienced with a friend who definitely was a soul connection but was also very toxic yeah, and I, she was really, and this hasn't happened to me. I think feel blessed in my life that I haven't had to do this um, all but once. I had to, you know, cut her out of my life and yeah. put that boundary down because it was just like one of those energy vampires. But I knew that we were sisters in another life, and I knew that this happened in this lifetime to teach me that you know sometimes you have to put these boundaries down because it affects us too much. It's not, it's not fair to me to just get drained and drained and drained. Then I'm just hurting myself and nothing. She's not changing and learning. Yeah. Right. And hopefully she learned something too. I have no idea, but (laughs) she did. I'm sure she learned that she shouldn't like need someone so much. It sounds like she was very needy and she she needed her energy and she wanted her healing and she couldn't just ask for it and get it when you were able to and felt generous with it you know because we we have to conserve our energy all of us do yeah generously you know not not too generously give it out you know because we can just be everybody can be depleted if you go to the mall for example listeners and you know there's all the people around you or you go to a concert and it's it's overstimulating sometimes you know (laughs) you just gotta get energy it is and especially as an empath and i feel like you know you ask are we all psychic and then there's like that related to being an empath definitely which is understanding and feel not just understanding but kind of picking up on and feeling another person's emotions and yeah i know that most of the people who are actively practicing you know their with their intuition or their psychic skills our empaths as well. And so a concert for me is very like, I love music and I love concerts, but it is very draining. It's very draining. Yes. Yes. Unless I'm dancing and I'm projecting a lot of, you know, then yeah. projecting energy. Cause I think empaths project just as much as we're capable of projecting energy as much as we are. That's able, very true. You know, and yes, I dance, absolutely. I'll just like shake it all out around me, you know, and the good energy will come out, you know, but that they're exhausting that way too. Cause then physically I'm wiped. <laughs> but, my just tired, yeah. great. <laughs> but you had a lot of fun, no matter yeah. what. <laughs> but if I were going to see a symphony or something like that, you know, just sitting and listening, mm-hmm. it, it would be draining in the other way. I think the energies and the, you know, you know, cause I wouldn't be able to move with the music. I'd probably still be right. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've consciously, you know, done some like protection meditations, just, you know, I do like the bubble, like surrounding myself in a bubble of white light or pink light or something of that nature. And just, you know, do a little, you know, say a little prayer and like, yeah, protect me from other people's energy and get it out of mine. If it's bad, guides, God, (laughs) angels, just get it out. (laughs) Yeah, because you don't always. And when I forget to do that, I could, I do feel a difference. 
And you know, it's something, it's a little dark topic, but some people believe, and I kind of think this, sometimes there's a soul bond between like a victim and a bad person. Let's put it that way. A soul bond. Yeah. You know, that's a very big lesson, a very hard traumatic lesson. But I do feel, you know, some people who have been victimized by somebody mm-hmm. and the, the person who's victimizing, they're both in a soul bond of some sort to where they have yeah. really resolved some big issue. Both of them. Right. You know, I would say like the victim, I don't know, this is there's different for everybody, you know? Yes. But it, it, they, they, they can't stop thinking about their abuser sometimes all their life mm-hmm. or they can't let it go. And, and that person stays in their mind, not because they abused them, but because of that soul bond and it's not resolved yeah. yet. And absolutely something. So I think that happens to a lot of people. And it's definitely, yeah. And to explain and it, it as lesson. you're not obsessing over this person, there's just a bond there and you're being asked to learn a lesson and try to find the lesson is what I always try to tell people. If right. Find why do I keep obsessing about a person who hurt me? And, you know, so a lot of people go back to exes who were very bad to them. Uh, like, they do. Yeah. You know, really bad relationship. I've seen it. And people, you think, wow, why would you do that? You know? <laughs> and right. I think it's that and feeling. It's that feeling. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing I've worked in more of like the spiritual coaching with some clients who, who, who see or have that level of self-awareness. Okay. Well, I can't, I keep going back to this person. Why do I keep going back to this person? Yes. You have a soul connection, but that's not always a reason to go back. Like that's not a reason to go back. Right. And so what, like you said, what is, what's coming out of this and usually there's some kind of some kind of spiritual awakening or like some kind of feeling of enlightenment or getting to a place of empowerment and so it shifts them into this place of i'm okay i'm not going to be a victim anymore i'm going to be a survivor and i'm going to move on and that's and that might be the challenge itself that they have had over and over again and each life yeah. to get worse, you know, and carrying it and carrying it, never being able to unburden it and find a way, which is very mm-hmm. spiritual. And it can also be psychological and emotional and physical. Oh, yeah. You know, all those it's things. all wrapped up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then we have these people who are just like angels in our lives, you know, who are For just, sure. oh, my gosh, this person, you know, I, I met you and I just loved you forever. You know, <laughs> the minute I met you, I've known you forever. And I'll, you know, you just trust them instantly. That's how I feel. And yes. uh, not many have I met, but when I met them, I'm just like, and one was a friend who just ripped my heart out, but mm-hmm. uh, I did have to make boundaries, you know, and yeah. uh, she did something on purpose to be very cruel to me and oh. on purpose. And she used, I didn't know why, still don't, but you know, even the way I am, I always try to reconnect eventually. And yeah. I reached out to this friend, not very in obvious ways, but in a couple of times, I always try to make up with people, which is something I need to learn doesn't always have to happen because I do want that right. with those people that I have that feeling with that energy. Right. And I feel like forgiveness is for us, right? It's, it's healing. If somebody wronged us, you know, forgiveness, carrying anger and pain and all of that in our bodies and our minds and our hearts and our souls it it doesn't hurt the other person it really right. only hurts us I've read, so, it, I've read somewhere it's like poisoning yourself to be you know, yeah. it's like a quote. i can't remember what the quote is but yeah so to be thinking and hiding on to anger and yeah it, it's yeah it, there's there's definitely one about anger being a hot coal in your hands um i don't know yeah, yeah that's, one. that's one that's one yeah <laughs> it's something like that 
whether, but then that's, you know, anger and hurt. So when we can forgive, it's a beautiful thing, but it doesn't mean the other person is going to respond. So it's like that not being attached to an outcome, which yeah, is what another very thing important. that comes up. Yeah, I feel like that comes up all the time in, in readings and spiritual coaching because it's it's hard. I mean, it's a lifelong journey um, lesson, too. I feel it's like sometimes many lifetimes lesson. So like yeah. in this book, Journey of Souls, they they in the transcripts, the people get under hypnosis. We're saying like basically um, we are here to learn and evolve our souls Mm -hmm. in there they'll say it differently um Mm -hmm. but they seem to imply there's a goal (laughs) you know there's like a goal to do it and i and they don't say what it is they never tell you they just like they say well we'll see some purple people or purple souls and they're more evolved they don't come around much they they kind of label the different souls as colors in that book of light oh cool and um Mm -hmm. so in that case, like, what well, I'm trying to think of how I want to say what I want to say, but I can't think of it. <laughs> I part of what I believe, and I feel like been taught at some point, um, is that what you're saying, right? Each life is some kind of lesson, and I feel like our soul is evolving, right? So yeah. it's kind of. Not that there's like bad souls and great souls. It's not like that. It's it's the different. more lives you had, the more lessons you had, and your soul just evolves. And so yeah. maybe you're go- you don't need to come back into you know onto Earth necessarily yeah. for another life because your soul, like maybe the Dalai Lama, isn't going to come back because he's already <laughs> you know <laughs> he did <uber> it. evolved. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> something like that, like an evolution. Yeah, it is, and and, and they, I don't know if you know about the Ascended Masters. Have you ever read or studied? Yeah, we got to talk about them if we're talking about soul bonds. They're the people who. Yes reach the goal <laughs> supposedly yes you know they the listeners and watchers they would be ones who evolve their souls to the point to where they don't have to incarnate anymore and they mm-hmm. come up with some spirit form maybe they will incarnate and help the society and culture um can i tell you a cool thing a, a very interesting thing about ascended masters oh please do I, are you are you familiar with like rainbow children indigo children oh, yeah. and crystal seeds and yeah yeah Okay, so my son, um, you know, he's 11. He's on the autism spectrum. He's um, it's on the mild side, but, you know, autistic for sure. (laughs) And when I was pregnant with him, I saw very clearly in some kind of vision. It was during sleep. So it wasn't like out in broad daylight. What I believed to be the ascended masters in this circle with their hands all in the middle, shooting light into the center of this circle. And I was like, they're creating his soul. And they, I have read and, and felt strongly that rainbow children are new souls with ascended master's wisdom. So, That's and a cool. lot of, you know, how the, this, this autistic spectrum thing has kind of, become more in our awareness in the last 10, 20 years. And there's a lot, it's not that there's probably more autistic people or children, but we know we'll more know about what it, it is, now. is awareness. Right. Right. And they, they have different ways of thinking. They're much more sensitive often, not every kid and person is different, but 
I see it in him. Like I felt it so strongly before he was even born that he was going to have, he was going to be different, unique and sensitive. And just, I feel like he's gifted in ways that I will love. Can't wait till they unfold. So anyway, I bet but it was a very cool he? experience. He's 11. Oh my gosh. Wow. So I read this really interesting article about autism that said, uh, they tested they tested rats or mice or something, of course, to find this out. But they discovered that autistic mice, <laughs> and they think it translates to autistic people, they can remember things from the time they were born, like early childhood baby times. And I think that's very, very cool. It's very interesting. They showed uh, like how they got the mice to do that, you know, they genetically or whatever they messed with them. <laughs> but um, I just found that very interesting that they can remember so vividly those things, like even being in the wombs is like where they, they were projecting, you know, and, and, and early childhood formations. And so that's one possibility why they seem different because they can remember all that mm -hmm. stuff. Like that's real. That, that comes. And yeah, they have, they're working and this, we know for sure, like we're, they're working with different parts of their brain than we are. Yeah. Um, or they have different strengths in their brain than we do. And maybe some, you know, challenges in other parts of their brain. But yeah, my son, he can tell me what day of the week it was on, you know, December 4th, 2016. Oh, and he's weird. like, yeah. it was, it was Wednesday. I'm like, what i mean and i don't know that it was wednesday <laughs> just that's an example yeah Where he's like we went to Knott'sbury farm for the first time on you know january 19th 2019 and i'm like okay. wow that's so cool and so you know, that's another different thing memorization you know yeah mm -hmm. and some people have said on the podcast we had a guest a couple of guests say they think that people who like savants or uh, mm -hmm. people who can just get that information they're saying mm -hmm. maybe they're in touch with the Akashic records all the time, that kind of in-between stage. And I they totally just grab it, that. You know, they just get the mm -hmm. information. There you go. They don't know any different. They don't know what they're doing uh, uh, that we don't know what they're doing. And they don't, you know, they might know we don't. <laughs> no, but, it's true. And it's yeah. really, that's, I think what's coming out more and more is trying to understand how um, their minds work because it's so fascinating and different than I'm sure, typical he's a soul people. Bond. I'm sure you feel like he's a soul bond. I can see in your smile. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, he, the funny thing is he is a new soul. I believe he is a new soul, but you can still have a soul bond with a new soul. Is what oh, I believe yeah. It yeah. Yeah. You have yeah. to get That's somewhere. how it starts. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> start somewhere. That is so cool. Oh, you're like his first mother ever. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh, my gosh. I feel lucky he picked me. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, some my my cousin has two autistic children, and something I've uh, and I have another friend who has an autistic child, and they just they found so much purpose in helping these their children is what I've seen. Oh yeah, it changed my life. It yeah. it taught me patience. Um, I was not well. That was one Aries quality that I I had and probably still have was a lack of patience. And when he was younger, things were a lot more challenging. As he's gotten like six and above, um, he's really developed um, in a way where there's not a lot of issues. But um, yeah, it, he not he's been my greatest teacher, and not all, and and in being a mother for the first time. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot there. 
Oh my gosh, that's some soul bond heavy stuff that you can go deep with. Yeah, like I know, I know, you know, let you know so much like this about him and understand and stuff like that. That is just amazing. Have you ever talked with him about that kind of stuff that you may be not yet? I he's he's he talks all the time, but his speech is still um delayed in a way where he's you can have conversations, but the level of complex thinking is not there. Um, like my daughter's nine. And so I can talk to her about things that, that my son won't understand just yeah. yet, but he'll yeah. get there. And I feel like we will have talks about it. I have talked about like, well, Graham, you know, you're really in tune with people's emotions. You know, how do you think that, you know, how do you, why do you think that is? And he's just like, I just feel it inside, mommy. And I'm like, okay. He's and that's the best answer. That that is the answer. I feel it inside. Is that not the best, most clear way to put that? It is. (laughs) Yeah. I'm amazed all the time. Yeah, I love that. And uh I think I'm trying to think. Like I I don't think I know let's I'd like to switch over to you know the good old mates and twin flames. I personally don't know about twin flames. I don't think (laughs) I um from what I understand, listeners, we've talked about it on the podcast, but they're not like yeah. a happy joy joy thing. But now t- soulmate right. would be like a soul bond or in your soul right. all your soulmates is how I would understand that. Yeah. Um, and then you have your soulmate lovers, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. So you can have a lot of different soulmates, is what I understand. But Absolutely. Flame. what do you know about that? Give me a minute. Okay. So <laughs> I do, you know, I I don't always go there, but since you asked, um, I feel like, first of all, there's two documentaries out there. I don't know the names of them. One's on Netflix and I believe the other's on Hulu about like kind of the cult vibe of the twin flame industry community. So not people who have them, but like these websites where they're like, oh, you know, come join for $400 a month and, um, you know, we'll, we'll bring you into union with your twin flame. So let me back. <laughs> I have a great analogy that I learned from somebody who I consider a mentor on what a twin flame is. Um, so basically a twin flame, it's two people who share the same soul. So that so they literally share the same soul. So if you think about pitcher of water being one soul, but then poured into two different glasses, then you have your twin flame. Okay. It, the the purpose of a twin flame has nothing to do with being with that person and everything to do with your own spiritual awakening because it is usually some kind of tumultuous journey um it doesn't have to be riddled with you know chaos but there's usually some kind of roller coaster that goes on yeah. or back and forth the runner chasing <laughs> yeah misunderstanding and again it's People feel like, oh, I have to be with my twin flame. And some people do wind up with their twin flame. I don't know. They're, you know, we can't There's quantify so many stories. that. I don't yeah. Think. Right. But it's usually about, I don't want to say usually, it's always about you just as a person, as a, a human being, a, sharing a soul and kind of learning what, where your spiritual growth not needs to be, but can be. Um, and that 
if you focus on yourself and not obsess about this other person, which often happens, you're going to find that inner peace that you need to, you know, reach your higher self and be your best self. I mean, it's not, you know, like, oh, I'm going to be my best self. Because if you're the same soul, what are you? What else are you working on but yourself? (laughs) You know? Right. Yeah. And that's the, I think the, the, the issue out there that gets, um, kind of, I don't want to say just overdone is like that it's about being in union with your twin flame yeah, and, like, and, that, the and love you've always wanted and you'll be happy right. after and that's yeah i don't know about that <laughs> seems kind of unethical yeah. <laughs> it, you know? it's really i think from you know I, i've been doing this a while and i'm sure you have too and it's very rare people think that this person is their twin flame but really it's just the toxic kind of karmic it's a cycle you're Gone. trying to figure out how to get out of in this life or something right. like that. Or, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there about Twin Flames, but um, I do believe I actually have one and yeah. I just let him go. Like, there's yeah. nothing to happen there and that's okay. And I'm at peace with that. And I, I did have more spiritual growth come out of releasing right. that right. bond. Definitely. So, yeah. And, and that's one step closer to being an ascended master, Jen. <laughs> or maybe you are one and you just taught him the big lesson. <laughs> oh, so that'll be cool. <laughs> Um, I guess at this point, I would like to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Uh, we've been talking forever. I feel like I could just sit here and just go on and on. And on. I, I, I'm like that with a lot of guests, but you in particular, you're really easy to talk with. Oh, um, thank you. Really, you are too. It's so comfortable, <laughs> comfortable and joyful energy. But um, Everclear is our sponsor. Thank you. Everclear.com. It's also in an application, an app in the phones and the tablets and all that. And you can get advice from psychics and empaths to get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And Jen, you are an advisor on Everclear, correct? I am. I'm under Gen Y. So I think if you do Everclear.com slash Gen Y, then you get to be okay. a preferred client and you get some free minutes. Yeah. And, yeah. And I'll, then put, I'll put I, her info in the description, listeners. That would be great. I also have my own website, soulliving.org. Um, Living. by Soul Living has been my kind of handle on other platforms. Oh. Um, as, it's one L S O U L I V A N G. I love um, it. Yeah. I'll put yeah, that so in the soulliving.org. Yeah, if people want, because uh, there's other options. I do again spiritual coaching, or they yeah, can get they, they don't let us do mediumship on Everclear, so I offer mediumship on my website. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely, mediumship, all the things. Um, and there's like a ton of different price points, so it's there's really affordable options. So it's really cool. I know I that that's that. an issue these days. <laughs> and and uh, I'm an Everclear advisor as well under the name Lisa P L E E S A P, and um. And right now, I'm just going to plug the psychic school for a second. We have created this app. I don't know if you know about it, Jen, but I created an app from basically from the podcast. And uh, it's on Google Play Store and Apple Store now. And uh, listeners, if you've been paying attention to the progress with the psychic school, we fixed the classroom. So now we just have to test it and then we can schedule classes. Probably I'll be scheduling a few like with actual dates and times that you can uh, sign up for. In the next few days, and we'll have some free meditations coming being posted in the meditation section too of the app. 
And um, lastly, Jen, do you have any advice maybe for uh, anyone who has that feeling and they're maybe they just listen to this podcast like, wow, could this be the soul bond? Could this be a soulmate? Could this be a twin flame? How would you, what, what advice would you give them into delving deeper into this inside themselves to find the answers to that? Well, I, I, the, my go-to with most everyone in my, you know, the clients that come to me is meditation because when we quiet, it's not easy. And some people hear the word meditation and they, <laughs> they groan, but it could be for five minutes. It really Thanks. can. It, it's a muscle that like needs to be built. But the point of meditation isn't to just, you know, sit there in silence. It could be a guided meditation, but it will help slow our minds down so that we can have more clarity ourselves. So we don't need that. Of course, I want you guys to come to us <laughs> um, <laughs> for clarity and for answers, but you, you are psychic too. So you can get answers and clarity on your own as well. So I would tell people to, to try meditation and, you know, but still give us a call. <laughs> oh, definitely. We'll, we'll validate that for you. Because if yeah. you're in the meditation zone, you may have a lot of questions afterward. <laughs> for sure. And it takes a while. It does take time. It's like anything. Like It's like I always liken it to exercise. Yes. You could do it once a week and it's good for you. But it's not going to get you where you want to be. And I'm not talking about weight loss. I'm talking about health. So if you meditate once a week, that's great. But it's a, it's like a muscle. It needs a little bit more than that. So yeah, that would be my my first advice. That's great advice. And and also with meditation, um, people have a hard time shutting their minds down when they're really upset and they need to meditate. You know, the calm. And um, I think that's like when the meditation has the most benefit for me. Mm -hmm. You know, when I can just yeah. kind of blanket my mind and just kind of and bring my energy yeah. level down and just calm it down. <laughs> you know, yeah, deep breathing. Maybe a few minutes, but at first for for when I was younger and would meditate for the first you know few years, lots running all over the place. And I just did it yeah. that way, you know? Didn't know yeah, what else. It's okay. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. normal. I, no that's what's it's what's going to happen. It's like like I said, it's a skill just like anything else. You just don't sit there and like go zen all of a sudden. Right. That would be great if you do. I hope you do. But <laughs> but yeah, it takes practice. <laughs> and um, thank you so much, Jen, for being on the podcast. You're welcome back anytime. We love you. When Misty's thank here, it'd be you. great if you came back and we could talk about whatever you want again. Because this has been an awesome discussion. I've enjoyed it very much. Me too. And I would love to be, come back. Thank you so much. <laughs> and um, listeners and watchers, uh, anything else I'm forgetting? Am I forgetting something? It feels like I am, but I guess I'm not. I'll just have to say goodbye <laughs> now. <laughs> Listeners and watchers, we love you. And thank you as always for watching and listening and have a great time wherever you may be. Peace out. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>